0: Hello and welcome, I'm Alan Hargraves. Well, this week I'd like to talk about leadership and all those things we hear about it. We've always been told things like, well, you have to lead from the front. Is that actually right? Or is it just a cliche, like leaders must tough it out or get going? Or that old chestnut, like uh, nice guys always finish last? Do they really? I mean, some do. I know a few have, and I know plenty who've come first. I also know not nice people who have done well and many who have failed totally. That's the trouble with cliches about leadership. They rest on a few examples but rarely on solid evidence. And there's also the issue of definition. What is nice? Is it polite and supportive or or just people pleasing? And what about humility? Does that mean humble and meek or really being very comfortable with who you are? In leadership conversations there's no clear ideal. Leadership is ephemeral. It's a style that works in one episode, may not work in another. Appropriate action might be decisive or instructive, collaborative, encouraging, skillful or nurturing, just to name a few options from a random list of leadership qualities. Is there a way to work through this? Well, there's one practice that cuts through most obstacles to true leadership. It's called service. It's not a new idea. Robert Greenleaf popularised servant leadership almost 50 years ago. He drew on the earlier work still of mystic German author Hermann Hesse, and who in turn was influenced by Lao Tzu, a Chinese philosopher who died in 531 BC. Greenleaf's premise has been swamped by modern management theory, but his core element remains true and simple. Faced with any situation, an effective leader asks... How can I serve? Why does that work? Well, the first thing it does, it takes you off you. It eases the leadership pressure of expecting yourself to know all the answers. You can start to examine the situation dispassionately. Next, it means you are open to options. You may have a good idea, but you are not so convinced of your own brilliance that you shut yourself off to alternatives. The burden of proof is eliminated if you don't have to prove you are right. And that means you can hear others, which is not only good for you, but also for them. People like to be listened to. Studies show that it makes them more engaged, more loyal and more creative. And where does it work? Well, just about anywhere. It's good with customers and clients, they respond to people who listen to their problems and help them find a solution. Same with suppliers and service providers. Crucially, your own people want the same. One of the best leaders I worked with was very consistent. Whether it was a major strategic challenge or coping with a troublesome employee, his opening line was invariably, I'm not sure how to sort this out, you got any ideas? Now, like most good leaders, he had ideas of his own, often very good ones, but if you had a better one, he was happy to go with it. And if it didn't work out, he would use the inclusive we and shoulder some of the ownership, saying, we tried that, how else can we go at it? Whatever the episode, I can't remember us not finding a solution. Was he a nice guy? Well, people seem to think so. And did we win? Well, not always, but very often. I'm Alan Hargraves. Thank you for listening.